1: A guy runs out in front of his car. Police officer shoots him dead. He leaves the scene of the crime, and the rest of the story is about his
0: experiences. The beat when they face, they accidentally kind of face yeah. off with the cop that does the shooting at the end is just, I think, it's absolutely phenomenal. How that kind of kind of builds up to that scene,
1: yeah. yeah. There's so many layers. I just thought it was really fresh and exciting. And it was only an hour and a half, so I didn't need to go to the toilet. It's 05.
0: There's so many parts of which are really light-hearted and jovial, but there's so many parts that really just kind of hit home, and I think it's just a, an extraordinary story. Hey, everybody, welcome to this episode of Flix Watcher Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Helen. Hello. Harry. Hello. And Amy.
2: Hello and welcome to this episode of FlixWatcher Podcast. Joining us remotely today, we have Amy and Harry. If you would like to say hello and introduce yourselves to our listeners, please.
1: Hello, I'm Amy from the Mum and Mama podcast. Um, me and <laughs> Harry, <laughs> me and my best friend Harry, um, basically... I wanted to do a positive podcast about being a single parent, as I am a single parent, and Harry, my good friend, co-parents, and we thought we'd like to put something positive out into the world about our situation um, as a beacon of light for anyone that was considering <laughs> changing their lifestyle um, or who just needed a bit of a cheer-up, really. it's uh, You don't have to be a parent to listen to the podcast. I have a few friends that don't have kids, that like listening to it because harry just basically takes the piss out of me pretty much mm-hmm. most of the time so it's quite amusing light-hearted and we just talk about kids stuff women's stuff dating exercise <laughs> and whatever else we've done that week really but it's very good <laughs> honest it's <laughs> very good
2: <laughs> and, and do, you've
1: had had guests like kobe We've had yeah, we were very lucky to have Kobe on talking about his little baby. Very lucky, yeah.
0: very lucky, very
1: lucky. And we've had ooh, we had we've had loads of people. We had a psychiatrist who was fascinating. Sorry, psychologist, child psychologist yep. called Joanna Fortune, who was talking about um, parenting, and she was really interesting. We had the lovely Susie Gage, who is a, another scientist.
0: Yeah, um, what, and so she's why to Drugs.
1: Yep, from yeah. so the White Drugs podcast talking about drugs, all the drugs she's taken while she's been pregnant. (laughs) That's (laughs) a joke. (laughs) She hasn't taken any drugs. She doesn't take any drugs. Um, But her experience, as Kobe had similar experiences, because his um, wife, did she give birth, was it just before lockdown? Or during Uh, lockdown? lockdown. I can't remember. Um, So Susie's gone through the whole pregnancy, the scan, so her partner can't go to the scan with her, and she'll have the baby in November, I think she's due, so I'm imagining it's obviously we're still going to be in some kind of pandemic <laughs> so she's been talking
3: about her experiences
0: yeah no yeah, nice and harry do you, to add, do you want do you have anything to add to that
3: <laughs> yeah so i'm harry i'm the uh, slightly more animated funny witty uh kind of <laughs> one of the two hence why i'm mum and not mama um so basically the um how i got involved because I've, I've i've got very separate um situation than amy amy's very much i'm a single parent and life is so you know like a single parent and all the hashtags about single parents and all her forwarded stories are about being a single parent but my story is very different and um i think that we collaborate quite nicely because although i live on my own with my child i'm with my partner he lives in another house probably safer that way um <laughs> but it, it allows us to explore um different stories different um you know sort of different guests um we've had saski talking about lgbtq um issues we've got at the moment we had last week we had uh, bella and mel talking about grief so some of the uh, subject matters are really quite far and wide and i think when we first talked about it we did sort of say oh back 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 being a single parent or a parent with the child and um and how you can have positive experiences but throughout the weeks we've sort of realized that actually that's quite i think that's quite limiting um so it's really nice to be able to you know kobe you came on um and we've got other people that you know we've got planned for the next um couple of months really and and it's <laughs> nice to see it evolving. i think that's the, the story of it
0: um yes. So we asked you on to talk about films uh, and you kind of both went, "Oh blah, blah, blah,
2: but it'll be fine. <laughs> um, today
0: we're talking about blind spotting, which is your choice, Amy. Um, yes. Can you tell us why you chose it and then give us a synopsis in a minute or less.
1: Oh, God, this is going to be odd. Right. The reason I chose this was because I'd watched it just a couple of weeks before we spoke to you. I've yeah. got a terrible memory. So if you'd have said, just pick a so film. It would. just easiest. Would have... I was like, I knew that was the last <laughs> film I'd watched on Netflix. And it's really good. So obviously I wanted to choose a film that I liked and that was really good and I really enjoyed it. So, But that is really why I chose it, because it was the most recent
0: one. Well, I mean, it's honest. It's
2: a choice, yeah. Well, yeah rather than looking through and thinking, oh, yeah. So can you can you remember enough to tell us what happens in a minute? <laughs> yeah, I Luckily, was going to say. I watched it the other night. Cock. <laughs> so I do, and I make notes.
1: Um, basically, the film starts on... <laughs> I <it's>, made notes. <laughs> I did make notes. Um, the main character, Colin, the film begins, he's got three days left of his probation. And it starts, it's set in Oakland in California, and the film starts he's sitting in his friend's car and his mate's got loads of guns in the car and he's like I can't be caught with you know all these guns in the car because obviously he's on probation and he drives home and a guy runs out in front of his car and he's being chased by the police and then he runs past the police officer comes up behind him shoots him dead and he's sitting there in the car obviously very shocked but he leaves the scene of the crime because obviously he's very scared And the rest of the story is about his experiences.
0: So, Harry, had you heard about blind spotting before Amy chose it? And what were your kind of initial thoughts on it?
3: I've got to be really honest. No, I haven't. You didn't watch it? I did watch it. I did watch it. And I honestly was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I was really shocked by Amy's choice. I'll tell you why. Yeah, because Amy's quite. um, So, I'm. I like films, but I like just watching films. I don't, I don't check who's in them. I don't, I don't know who's directed it. I don't know anything about it. I just like watching films. But Amy is like a film buff. Like she will could tell you anything about a film. And I was just watching it, going, this is just doesn't marry up to Amy's choice. However, the last half an hour of the film, that then I kind of understood why she picked it. Because that was the bit that I really enjoyed. The rest of it I was just like, oh, this is all over the place. Oh really? <laughs> yeah.
0: What was it about the last half hour that 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 grabbed you?
3: Because it really hit home. Um and I think that um the times that we're in at the moment and the subject matter is is, is quite close to to me. Yeah. Um I have a, a mixed heritage son. Um and, you know, some of the things I don't know, that last half an hour, like when when he... Um, am I allowed to just jump you in? You keep specific, and, yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Give them, the spoilers give are allowed.
3: Okay, okay. So when, when they go into the party and there's three black people and the rest are white people and it's all quite gentrified and they're talking about, you know, the table and it's oak and it's 140 years old and, and she wants to put the glass on it. I think from that point, it, it becomes a bit of a real situation for me that, yeah, there is this massive divide, and how then it all snowballs. And the bit that really, and this is quite bizarre, but the bit that really struck me was the last scene when they're sitting in the van and yeah. he hands him the green juice. <laughs> and it's like, I would want I would have personally wanted to explore it more going forward, but it stopped. And I was like. <laughs> But so I thought some of the the first bits was a bit drivelly, a bit, a bit nonsense. (laughs) But the end bit I would have liked to have seen more of. But then that's just how because I wanted to see how that relationship would have changed because it needed to change. But then it didn't seem like it 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 was going. What
0: are your thoughts, Helen?
2: Um, so I hadn't seen this, but it had been on my list for a while. Uh, I think I hadn't been seen. It, I hadn't seen it because I was kind of put off by the image that Netflix kind of put on them, and I thought it was this kind of like weird buddy comedy thing, and I was a bit like, "I'm not really sure about that." Um, but um, I thought it was amazing. I thought it was really good. I've really got behind this kind of. It is kind of disorientating the the filming style. I was thinking how in the seventies you know you had Hitchcock and everything it was all about you know the mise en scène and the auteur and you know the class actors and you know perfect framing and this is just completely led by emotion and thoughts and you know the cameras at the start are just sort of there and in your face it's almost like it's filmed you know on a mobile and I was just like really dazzled by that. And the two performances are incredible. I think what I really liked is that the film's only an hour and a half and yet within what, the first maybe 20 minutes, you already feel like you've spent time watching these two guys grow up together and you kind of just really feel like the friendship they've had and how they've grown up and what they were like when they were younger and what they were like when they are now. And it just... Had this, it's very rare that you get that with films. So I was really impressed by it and really engaged with the whole thing. And I hadn't realised it was 2008, so it's been out quite a while. 18. 18, Sorry, I always put the one on that. 2018. Um, So yeah, I'm surprised that it kind of doesn't feel like a bigger film. It feels like it needs to be kind of bigger and have a bigger audience. Yeah. Mm.
0: Well, it came out, yeah, I think it came out in the UK in 2019 but i yeah i was a big fan of this um, film um i didn't see i didn't have a chance to see it in the cinema though when knew it was out yeah. um i'm a huge fan of David Diggs, who's uh, who's played Colin um and i knew about it was his it was a story that he and him and Raphael Cazal who plays mm. uh Miles in the story they yeah. they brought this whole story this whole film to life which is really cool and that's why i guess how you can really see their relationship as friends popping up on the screen because they are friends um and everything is kind of built around them i'm not sure how true the story is to their life but it's great um and you know the, as amy said the story of, of a police shooting and pre- police uh brutality and, and uh man's and murder is, is something that's mm. really prevalent nowadays and even today yes. you know as we record this as uh as a guy in san antonio i think it was or, or so arizona um who was killed by police in in the states mm.
1: um what today yeah
0: yeah today yeah today um so it was all it's all kind of popping off and it's really relevant today yeah but at the same time there's another film called the hate you give which is which kind of which kind of followed similar storyline about police brutality especially in the in the black and uh hispanic community but yeah david diggs who plays colin is one of my favorite people in the world right now because he plays a key role in hamilton yeah Um, (laughs) and the way they kind of him and Raphael kind of interweave their hip hopness and their and their flow and their and their rhyming all the yeah. way through the storyline and they come to that kind of the beat when they face they accidentally kind of face yeah. off with a cop that does the shooting at the end is just I think it's absolutely phenomenal how that kind of kind of builds up to that scene. Yeah. yeah. And there's so many key points in this film like when as uh, Amy said the first scene they reveal all these guns and then of course the guns have to play off somewhere later on in yeah. the film. And the scariest point is when yeah, Miles boy- is yeah, yeah Miles' son is like he comes. The, they all come out of this bathroom, and this and the boy's just holding this gun, playing yeah. with it, and it's just like holy fuck. Yeah.
2: Um
0: So there's there's so many parts of which are really light hearted and jovial, but there's so many parts that really just kind of hit home. And I think it's just a, an extraordinary story. So I yeah, I like it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I think I mean, there's, a, there's another
3: there's another bit at, which I found it quite interesting, mm. and that's the. Um, the judicial system in america and how how it's so different from ours so yeah you know you've got your halfway houses and you know you have to stay in them for a, a number of years and then you know once you meet that probation period you then kind of you're then free it's just it's such a weird system compared to ours and how the sentences for each state are completely different. But, mm. you know, for, for a black man, it's, you know, you could be looking at a hundred years with however many sentences they put on each one. So it's that, that part of it as well, which you could see that was sort of a story and a story. Yeah. was really interesting. because is very different to, to, to how we're used to um, sentencing in Britain.
1: But then it's what. Um, so the guy who kind of run the halfway house that he was mm. in, because um, he kept getting home late, and he said to yeah. him, Look, "You know, you're a convicted felon, and that's how you're going to be seen mm. for the rest of your life. So you have to always prove that you're something else." And you just think but that's not just the fact that because he's a convicted felon, but also because he's black. So yeah. he's always going to be seen, and he's always going to be fighting against the racial stereotypes. Mm. There's so many layers, and the one thing that i really liked about it was the whole gentrification of oakland because um it's it's kind of similar to what's happened in east london my Mm. friend lives in california she moved over to san francisco like 10 years ago and i went out to see her at the start and we kind of drove near to oakland and she was like that's like a terrible place you can't go there it's really rough but obviously now the hipsters have moved in the prices are being driven up all the local people are being driven out it's you know it's the same old story and that was reflected in you mentioned the green juice, so the newsagent selling <laughs> yeah. the bottles of green juice, and they're like, "Oh, I love try that." How much is it? And it's like ten dollars a bottle. You know, it's just people can't afford to live there.
0: Yeah, how quickly that ten dollars for this green juice that you don't ne- you don't need yes. becomes like the, the norm yeah. and super acceptable.
1: Yep, that you just have every day. And I really liked. So they were their job. They moved people, and they went round to this photographer's house who had photos of all like people were from there like local residents and then these massive oak trees yeah. in between the buildings and I really liked I really liked
2: that Nedry's house
0: no yeah. it's not Nedry it's Newman
2: Newman, Newman. <laughs> 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 no from Jurassic Park
0: yeah but Newman from, from Seinfeld oh no yeah. oh, people...
2: uh, <laughs> Jurassic Park <laughs> do you know
1: what I was yeah I was yeah that's
0: what most Jurassic people Park most first. people will know Jurassic as Park Newman Always, always
2: Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, we're gonna have a fallout. <laughs> Wayne Knight. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a gentrification. Obviously, if you live in London, you can't go anywhere without it, it being there. And um, yeah, you know, the, there's some like really heartfelt moments and real genuine sad moments where they're yeah. they're going to clear a house, and it's it's very clear that that person is either probably died or had their home repossessed or had to leave and their belongings and their photos are there. And there's the hipster woman who's just like, Oh, just clear it all out, throw it all out. And they go to a hipster party, which is hilarious and horrible at the same time. And Mm. there's just really funny moments of like a hipster on a ridiculous bike. And, you know, (laughs) it is a massive problem. I've seen that in Shoreditch.
1: Someone rode a unicycle insured it's like when it all first started. And we were like, what the fuck is <laughs> happening here?
0: There used to be a guy, I, used, I cycled um, not so much recently, but I used to cycle quite a lot in the mornings in Regent's Park. And um, there 's one guy when I first started doing it, like every Tuesday and Thursday he'd be there on a unicycle, like, doing the same route as everyone else on the bike. <laughs> um I loved it I loved did it I did you ever loved get a him.
1: stick and
0: <laughs> he was going past <laughs> just like yeah. sending him off his bike
3: yeah well um, I work in regeneration so I'm, I'm probably going to be seen as a you know a, a, as, as one of those people that you know has to deal with gentrification all the time but hmm. I mean I deal with the socio-economic side of it so maximising the opportunities from regeneration projects and I see some of the good things that come out of regeneration to be honest um But it is a really difficult subject, and I absolutely understand that when people... I mean, to take Shoreditch, for instance, I lived in um, an estate, Crondall Port, in Shoreditch when I went to drama school. And, um, I mean, now walking down there is a completely completely different place. But, I mean, and then then I moved to Dalston. But even though there was, you know, lots of regeneration at the time, massive investment... Um it wasn't somewhere that I wanted to live long term because it just it just didn't it seemed like it's for a set a certain set of people of a yeah. certain age. Um, and when I got to the age of wanting to have a child, I would want to have a child in in Shortage or Dawston. And not because of what's happening there, it's just that it's it's still got the same set of problems. They just moved somewhere else, to be honest. Um, yeah but yeah i there's there's pros and cons and there's definitely conversations to be had but it's very difficult
2: i'm
1: all up for money being put into areas but it's when the money's
0: kicking in, people out
1: yeah to basically it's like what happened to elephant and castle isn't it you know they kicked all the residents out didn't they and have brought multi-million pound flats it, it's just completely changed
2: but the again, of the area, anywhere, Elephant Castle, Brixton, anywhere. Hackham. Yep, yeah. it's it's all yeah. the all the places where there were, you know, traders who've been there. What you know, fifty years, and then suddenly rents are put up, or yeah. things need to be refurbished, and then rents are put up. It's the same for, you know, council blocks. People got the. Right to buy their home, so they bought the home, and then they sold them back to the council, and then the council yeah, yeah. bought up entire block and kicked the three people who couldn't buy their own house out, and turned it into flats. And yeah. it's it's the the same everywhere. But yeah, and yeah, that was yeah, the really thing at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. of the Just film make, fil- make films about it and, make and about tell it. people's yeah. stories, I
1: guess. <laughs> I love yeah. that at the start because when they're sitting in the car, they're at the at the grand reopening of their local burger place, and they yeah. they've got vegan. wedges Isn't rather there? than fries, and then he's like, "This burger tastes funny," and it's a vegan burger, and the waiter was like, "Well, did you specify you wanted me?" Yeah, <laughs> It's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it's a burger place, so but yeah, that is you know. Mm-hmm. All, although, as um, Colin's mum says, she like she doesn't want to move out of the area because you can get good food now. So there are pros and cons, yeah. obviously,
0: you know. <laughs> <laughs> the nice yeah. things do come in. One of the things we have a few things we haven't talked about are the three kind of main women in the story. Uh I guess the main women, but the Colin's mum, um, I guess they all kind of revolve, well, Colin's mum, Colin's ex girlfriend who's trying to who's yeah. trying to get back in touch with and together with. And also um Miles's Miles's um I don't know, partner and and, and their son. Yeah. Um and one thing I really I really liked about this is when Colin is talking about his uh, his ex-girlfriend and obviously he still shares a massive infatuation for her um, and that's not necessarily reciprocal. There's a whole kind of underlying reason for that. Miles just said, mate, she's a bitch, then yeah. leave alone. But there <laughs> yeah. is this whole underlying thing of like, she saw him like literally, he, he beats guy yeah. up. As, yeah. if the story is completely true. It, it, as told, he beats guy up. He yeah. was on fire for reasons that weren't necessarily his, but deservedly he kind of went to prison Miles probably should have gone to prison as well because he was involved in it but got, got away scot-free and it's hard to unsee that when you see someone yes. do something yes. that's just so brutal and I think that's you know Miles isn't an innocent bystander in this yes. I so not say Colin's not an, in, an innocent bystander in this but he's now trying to turn his life around and try and do, do things yes. and the the relationship with his mum I think is, is really good and strong when like you say there are benefits to re it's like yeah it's it's safer now here generally and it's you know i can get better food and it's it's a better life yeah. but hopefully she would not get turfed out well yeah uh, or yeah feel the need that she has to leave um
2: there's so much to think about isn't it and hmm. the way that they kind of introduce why his ex is that way yeah it you were like well, why is she like this and then when you finally get to see and obviously hear that interpretation which is the you know what happened but someone's point of view mm. then you you're, you're kind of like okay well kind of seen ne- see now why she's like that and at that mm. point i think you kind of you start to shift from being sort of on like miles's side of you know the sort of fence on that to seeing her side, because obviously you realise how complicit Miles was in it, and basically you assume he just got out of jail playing the white card, and it completely changes then how you see his relationship with him and his behaviour, and then yeah. that yeah. behaviour goes even darker. And there's, there's just so much to unpick. unpick that it's amazing yeah. that it all happens in you know one hour and thirty five yeah. minutes. There's so much going on. There's so much. Powerful imagery as well. Particularly, we haven't really talked about the um, guilt that manifests in Colin with him not going to the police in his dreams and when he's out running. And there's a black man by all of the gravestones. That was like really, really powerful. And
1: yeah, but the thing is, you can totally understand it. You know, he's got three days left of probation. He's a black man. He sees another black man getting shot by a white police officer. Of course he's not going to do anything because if he were to have done anything, he could have either been shot and killed himself because obviously they can shoot whoever they want or they're not going to believe him, are they? He's going against the system. So he he couldn't do anything as much as it would have been lovely if he could, but you can completely understand it.
3: But but, but he... Yeah, but there are, there are moments where he could have walked away from the relationship. And I know. That, sorry, the friendship, which which could have would have would have made his life easier, wouldn't have made the film better because that would have, that's what it's all about. But there are moments where I go, "Oh, for fuck's sake! Oh, for fuck's sake!" Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: especially you know when I mean? he was walking away and he had the fucking gun uh, and the said, police car. It's just thing. like, oh, like, get rid of the gun. <laughs> why don't you get rid of the gun, you're But then you what would he have done If he'd have thrown it away, then obviously that's. Like, like, if you can't just hide a gun, can you? Or put it you somewhere, because like, if someone finds
3: it...
0: No, you can't. You, if, if you're walking along and suddenly cast something aside when there's a police spotlight yeah. on you, that's going to make
3: you... Where they were behind the... um, They were behind like a, like a warehouse or something. Oh, some yeah, yeah, of, sure. You mean
0: get you know, ready by were, that point?
3: Yeah, I thought that he might have you know, sort of dusted it down and wiped it and then put it somewhere <laughs> and then that would have been. I mean, well, it wouldn't have made. Yeah. You know,
1: wouldn't have made that scene when he's walking quite as powerful because. But he so it, it, it just in brought it project. home, didn't it? Because yeah, that's it's just—it's like constant. It's just absolutely constant. And if that was a white guy, he wouldn't have to. I mean, obviously, he probably be, would be worried about it because he had a gun on him. But he wouldn't have thought, "I'm going to get stopped," because that's not his experience, is it? But for Colin, that's his yeah. experience. He's black, it, so it, he's going to get looked yeah. at.
3: But it's also the use of guns in America, isn't it? I mean, oh, the gun crime, the gun laws, um, and just how they approach the whole subject is yeah. it's is ridiculous. Bockers. Why the fuck did you get a gun in the first place? <laughs> why would what you use it in a car? car? For protection of his family was his yeah.
2: official don't think line, that. but yeah. don't think I-
1: that. why would you ever think that's a good idea?
0: If that's probably the point I would have walked away from the relationship with Miles. It's like, yeah. dude, you got a gun. Because all he said was, yeah. if you've got it on you, don't let me know. But for me, yeah. it's like, I'm not going to hang around with you whilst you've got a gun. I'm just yeah. literally, yeah. I just can't even. And if Miles was a good enough friend, he would have said, well, first of all, I wouldn't have bought a gun. Yeah. Second of all, said, okay, you've got three days. And all, you know, all the this time, this, yeah. this relationship is really kind of tense because I think sometimes when you've known someone just for your whole life, you feel that you have to be there. You have to be connected to them, like at the hip. Mm-hmm. And. There is that, but also like pff, Miles is degrading Colin's life here. Just uh, yeah. so many different steps, um, and I can see why his ex is like, "You've got to leave him because he's yeah. n- just not doing any good." Yeah. Although Miles seems like good fun, uh, but then also oh, walking on with a gun, so it's like yeah. that's not
1: and that's an
2: actual
0: problem. <laughs> and him, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. um, guys, let's head to the scores.
3: If there's one TV show that is going to make the whole of the UK feel that little bit better about what's going on in the world at the moment, then it has to be the Great British Bake Off, which has returned to our screens. And if you want to really understand why the dough didn't rise or why the cookie crumbled, then you'll want to hear the Baked Down podcast where my two co-hosts, former contestants Jane Beadle and Howard Middleton, who have been there and done it in the most famous baking tent of all, dissect each and every episode of the new 2020 series. Search the Baked Down wherever you get your podcasts and you'll be sure to find us.
2: Price line. Welcome to the FlixWatcher scoring system. All of the scores are out of five and you may have decimal places if you wish. And we will start with you, Amy, with your recommendability, please. Recommendability. I reckon I'll give it a
1: four out of five um, because as much as I loved it, I think everyone should watch it. I know that maybe the arty aspect of it might not be everyone's cup of tea.
0: Harry, your recommendability out of five.
3: I'm going
0: to say three. By the way, as as Helen said, you can go to decimal places. You can...
3: Yeah, um, I'm going to go to three. I definitely wouldn't. (laughs) I would watch it again. But if they did a second film, I would watch that because I'd like to see how the relationship had changed because I think that's quite an important aspect of it. But, yeah. Do you think they stuck together? Do, Do you
2: think... Sorry?
0: Do you think they stuck together? No. Okay. Helen.
2: Um, I really enjoyed this. I I really like there's there's a lot of things that I liked about it. I um actually ended up watching Do the Right Thing for the first time in the middle of the oh. heatwave and oh wow. That absolutely blew me away. I mean there's a there's a lot in this that kind of happens in that but the fact that Spike Lee was talking about it even then and we're still talking about it yeah. now is Yeah. you know it's the shit's been going on and it's still going on and it's probably yep. still going to go on. So the fact that more people are making films and perhaps getting a bigger platform about and telling these kind of stories um, is really important. And yeah, I really like the, you know, the the bromance between the two, obviously without the sour bits. And yeah, the the poetry as well was like, wow, I've not really seen this. And I just thought it was really fresh and exciting. Um, yeah. But admittedly, it might not be, be for everyone, but I would still recommend it pretty highly. So I'm going to give it a 4.7. Oof.
0: Oof. Amazing. I'm can going I, I change
2: four... mine to 4.5? No. You can, do. <laughs> you, can do. you can do. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I'm going to give it a 4.5. Um, it's a hard story. It's a hard story, but it's a, an important one. But it's also, it's, 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 um, it takes you on on a, on a ride, it never slows down really. Um, but I think I'm taking points away because it is um, a bit artifact in places. So some people just don't like independent films. And there's a bit because the story is a bit tough. Uh, so it might be hard to sell to people, but I you know, recommend it to as many people as possible, especially with these times with George Floyd and this, yeah. uh, the guy that got taken down yeah. today. Um, it's an important thing that people understand um, <laughs> what can happen in the States. Uh, I should say the guy that's taken out today wasn't black um, but it was still like police like lent, like, lent on him on, on the hard uh, it's like a super boiling day and he just lent on him uh, on the floor in Arizona where it's like super hot yeah um, so he just like almost cooked and, and oh he oh my was, god so it was, like absolutely ridiculous um, yeah 4.5 mm. for me repeat viewing score Amy
1: Repeat view. Well, I watched it. I reckon about a month, maybe two months ago, and I've just watched it again, and I thoroughly enjoyed it as much the second time. So, I reckon
3: four point five. <laughs> <laughs> again, I felt really mean because you guys really like it, but um, no, no you got to be. T- you're
0: enjoy- you're, we're representing like seven <laughs> billion know, people here.
3: I know. I feel really bad, um, and Amy's gonna like tell me. No, it's place. fine. Um, so I just would watch
0: it again, and you don't have to. We're not, not going to force you.
2: I <laughs> uh, am. Yeah. Um, it's fine to have a preference. Four, I'll go with. What? That's very high. Is that? A one? Yeah, well, I'd, I'd say like a one. A one, if you're never going to watch it again. All right, two. <laughs> so you might watch it again.
3: I might watch <laughs> it again. I might. Do you know what? I might watch it again after this. To see if I can change my perspective.
0: Sure, Helen.
2: It is only one hour and thirty-five minutes as well, which is golden yeah. time for film. Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> I probably wouldn't go out, and I'm pro- I'm not desperate to see it straight away. But um, like, Reese, my husband didn't watch it with me, and um, he sort of saw bits of it. And if he said like, "Oh, I'd kind of want to watch that film," I'd go, "Yeah, all right, I'll watch that." So.
0: Probably 3.5. Yeah, I'm going I 3.5. I really enjoyed it. But it's not going to be a, an easy, it's not going to be like a super quick, yeah, I'm going to watch that again this week or uh, I'll probably watch it once every couple of years. This is my second time and i was you know super glad that you recommend it. Uh, you chose it, Amy. Um, Welcome. I think it's fresh and exciting and I love Davy Diggs and now uh, Raphael Cazal, his friend as well. And I, yeah. You know, every, I'm really looking forward to seeing what those guys are doing more and more of Outside yeah. of Hamilton for David. Uh, and if you watch um Kimmy Schmidt, David Diggs is in that as well and he's great in that.
1: Oh is he? So think,
0: yeah, He, he oh, appears okay. in like some episodes. Um I think he's got I think they've both got a really bright future ahead of them. Yeah, and definitely, also the soundtrack yeah, for this is really cool.
1: Yes. The
0: soundtrack for this is good, because they both have the, their own kind of mixtapes yeah. that pull together for this on on Spotify. Yeah. So that's good fun. Uh yeah, three point five, gonna join Helen on that. Uh let's go to small screen score. Amy.
1: Um Five. It was fine being on. I didn't feel like I missed anything not seeing it at cinema. Yeah. I think it was yeah perfect on a small screen.
0: Harry.
3: Yeah, I mean, I would imagine though, seeing on a in a cinema, the soundtrack and the colours, and the filming would have been quite different. To be honest, because there were, I tell you what, I did which I was going to say earlier, but I didn't say. There's. There's lots of parts where you see the buildings and they're pink yeah. and, and they're blues and they're pastel colours and then you see the yellow um, removal truck. So I think maybe it would have been a different experience, but I, it didn't... I, you know, I've got a nice big screen at home. surround around sand. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's a... Home cinema <laughs> at home.
2: It's not <laughs> a room. I've only
3: just got it. It's not something yeah. I've had forever. <laughs> I used
2: to be on
0: a screen like
2: that. So. <laughs> with the times. Helen? Um, yeah, so, I mean, the, when I when I was watching it, I just kind of felt that they'd sort of made it for people watching it on Netflix. And, you know, these are the kind of people who are going to watch it. And, you know, it's it's not, um, you know, a Martin Scorsese kind of affair where if you don't go and see it at the cinema, then you're going to yeah. get shot sort of thing. So... Um, I enjoyed watching it at home on a TV. Um, I don't think it lost anything. So, yeah, a five for me on that one.
0: Yeah, I'm going for a four here. I think I, I I was kind of good so I didn't see it at the cinema. Um, yeah. When people could go to cinemas free and easily. Um, but I think it was just out for a week in the UK and I was just like, I just could not make it work. Um, so, the, I think the small screen score is lower because I, I I did try, but I couldn't make it. Um, but I think it does work perfectly well, but I think it would have been some nice, as, as Harry said, just the beats and the, the soundtrack and there are some kind of city Oakland scapes, which are quite nice. Uh, engagement yes. score, Amy.
1: Engagement score, sorry. What does that
2: <laughs> mean? So um, were you tempted to like check your phone? So if you like checking your phone or no, no, getting up and no. not pausing it, then that's low. But if you're like glued to the screen from start to I really to finish,
1: try so... not to look at my phone at all if I'm watching... A film um, and it was only an hour and a half so I didn't need to go to the toilet so five
3: <laughs> car Helen oh. go to the toilet Harry. <laughs> oh,
0: sorry hurry.
3: Oh, <laughs> too many H's um, two, loads of H's um, did I watch I think I had to stop it once I, think I looked at my phone I think I made a cup of tea um, 3.5 look at Amy's face <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I
1: watched it with my friend because I was i saying was it my friends and her and her husband were on their phones pretty much the whole time. But they are like that. Like, I've been to the cinema with her before and she's got her phone out and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You can't do that in the cinema. But, yeah, I think that's just different. I like to watch a film. I don't want my phone on.
0: I'd slap so, the yeah. phone out of the hand if they did that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Helen?
2: Uh, yep, yeah, I was... Pretty much fully engaged for the whole of this. Um, I did get a bit tempted with a little bit of checking, like who are these people? Would I've seen them in and think before? So um, I can't give it a full marks, but four out of five.
0: Yeah, I'm going to put five here. I uh, loved it both times, and um, I think how they interweave their own lives and the, the poetry, stroke, uh, hip hop, rap, and uh, the story they're telling. Both in the broader sense with the police shooting, but also the kind of relationship and, and a lot of different fronts, I think is really good. And yeah. it does pay to for you to pay attention to it. So that gives us an overall score of four point zero four three seven five, which is good. Yeah.
3: That's um good. it's good, but you
0: know, it's not nice. <laughs> so we go to Twitter every before every episode and um just get your, your guys' opinion, whoever's listening. And we put a little tweet out, and in this case saying, hey, we're reviewing Blind Spotting with Harry yeah. and Amy from Mum and Mama Pod. Have you seen it? Tell oh, us your happens. thoughts for an on-air score. So, tell us your thoughts for a... Uh, have you seen it? Tell us your thoughts and your score out of five stars for an on-air shout-out on FlixWatcher. Um, and we had one response for this.
2: Yep, so we had one response from Lee Thomas. Yes, loved it, and have recommended it to anyone who will listen. Could be a 2010's update to do the right thing also genuinely hilarious in places kudos at David Diggs and Raphael, is it Casal, and he's given it five stars.
0: Nice, nice Uh well Amy and Harry can you sign up quickly by letting us know where we can find your podcast and uh, say goodbye to everyone listening
1: yeah you can find us on all good podcast platformes. Pla- platformes. <laughs> platforms platforms <laughs> platforms <laughs> Pathumes, perfumes, perfumes, <laughs> platforms, um, Mum and mama Pod, and we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. It's just all Mum and Mama Pod, and we're really nice. <laughs> please, please listen to our podcast. <laughs> One of us <this> is. <laughs> I please am. Listen. Harry's not. <laughs> yeah, Mum and mama, thank you.
3: Thanks for, Cheers, guys. You. Thanks for coming Thanks on. Thank very much. Thank Bye. you. Bye. 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 Bye.
2: Audio. Tell Flix what sent you. You just heard a stripped media production.